And it's Dr. Simcha Cohen for the Ask Dr. Simcha Hour, 20 minutes after the Ask Dr. Simcha Hour. And don't ask where Ask Dr. Simcha was, because we're not asking where Ask Dr. Simcha was. But anyways, we're a little late, but we're here, and it's the 8 o'clock hour, and it's going to have another week of uh, summer, and no kids. I, maybe there will be some kids calling, but... And it's doc, it's Simcha without Nisim. I don't know where Nisim is. I, I, maybe he came and he left because I was late and he saw he wasn't coming. And, and I don't know, but, but it's just me. It's just me. I wanted to talk about, uh, well, school is starting. And I think that school is like by far the most stressful part of every kid's life. I think that that's the major stressor that most kids have in their life and I think that uh, it's about to start and we need to talk about how to de-stress and I was on actually last night and I was talking about sleep and uh, I mean I like to sleep and I'm sure you like to sleep but I was talking about the value of sleep and how sleep could really affect everything that you do and the truth is that um, that I came to a realization that when kids aren't getting enough sleep for whatever reason, that's a, a very major part of why kids don't do well in school. And if we could just resolve that on some level, I think that we could really help kids with some of their problems. And when I was thinking about that, I said to myself, self, you know what? I think that that's true with teachers also. Uh, because you know what? <laughs> teachers also need sleep. And if teachers are able to get enough sleep, maybe they'll be in better moods. And maybe, uh, maybe things will be a little calmer for them. I think that everybody needs to sleep. And uh, I'd like to hear from some parents who have kids who might be having symptoms of hyperactivity or a lack of focus. And I'd like to talk about what options are available. I, this is something that I've done for many, many years. Um, even just as far as parenting, parenting methods of how, how to handle them. But also the, the, the question of medication and how to approach medication and, and what the medication is should be the first approach. I'd like to discuss that as well. The number here at the studio is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. And you can text in uh, a message at 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398. And if you want to listen live, it's 712-432-4217. So, you know, when... A person is unable to control themselves, a child, for example, and they do something by accident, and then someone blames them and treats them as if they did it on purpose. I don't think there's any worse feeling in the world because it makes you feel like the world's opinion of you is really, really lousy. And if you didn't mean to do it, and you're blamed as if you did mean to do it, 
that's a really difficult, difficult place to be. And when children who are impulsive and they have this impulsivity and they don't intend to do things and they, they get into these situations and they're treated as if they did it on purpose, it's so, so upsetting. And what happens is eventually a kid will draw the conclusion that it must be right. This must be the way I am. And that happens around 9 or 10 years old. When a kid comes to the conclusion that this is just the way I am and I must be a bad kid. I had worked with literally thousands of kids. And they worked in a school that had around 1,500 kids. And I did an informal survey. Just I asked a lot of kids one question. And when a kid would get in trouble, I asked the kid, so when do you think you started having trouble in school? When do you think you started having trouble in school? And most of the kids, I think the statistic was over 85% of the kids were able to tell me a specific incident that they remembered where they felt that their life turned around, meaning something specific happened and someone had a negative reaction to them and their life turned around and then all of a sudden they were getting in trouble over and over and over and over again. Now, I don't necessarily believe that that's true. However, I will tell you that if this teacher would have realized that the potency of their reaction was so strong that it was going to have a lifelong effect on this child, I can guarantee you a thousand percent they would have never had that reaction. They would have never had that reaction. And it was a very frightening thing to me. There was one kid that said, that he was chutzpahdik to his rabbi in fourth grade. And after that, the rabbi stopped liking him. And he was sure that this rabbi told other rabbis. And he was sure that they were spoken about in the teacher's room. And of course, the child built up in his mind a whole, a whole big thing. But it all happened from that one incident. Now, here is the dilemma. Here is the problem. You cannot let a child do whatever they want and not react. You can't just let a child do whatever they want and not react because you're afraid that they're going to draw a, a negative self-esteem about themselves. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. You have to be able to tell kids. You have to be able to discipline kids. You have to be able to teach kids lessons. But you have to also be able to clean up the mess. Meaning, you need to walk over to the student or the child afterwards and say, you know, you did something wrong. I, I had to punish you, but you're really a great kid. You're really a great kid. 
And this was a mistake. This was a mistake. This was a error. And you know something? You're not going to do it again because you're generally a really good kid. And you don't do things like that. And when you do that, you revitalize the child and you let the child know that you consider them who they are and you're not defining them by the action that they committed. And that is so important with any time you punish a child. Any time you punish a child, you must tell the child, I'm not identifying you by what you did. I'm not classifying you by what you did. I am classifying you as a good kid who made a mistake. And you will try harder and hopefully not make that mistake again. But if you do, God forbid, make that mistake, that doesn't change who you are. And think about our children. Our children make mistakes, sometimes egregious ones. And we say to them, we love you anyways. You don't become unchild when you make a mistake. And God forbid if anybody thinks that they should make their child an unchild for making a mistake, that person is asur be'achlet min Torah. It's asur to do so. If only, only, only if you have the etzah of a gadol hador. And good luck finding one who's going to tell you to throw your child out. Because the Gedolim don't see it that way. But the bottom line is, the bottom line is that you have to empower your child. You have to tell your child, listen, you are a great kid. You are one of us. You are in our family. You are just like me, just like mommy. You have all these great character traits. But you made a mistake. You can't make that mistake anymore. And when you do it that way, then the child's acceptance of what you say is empowering. It's empowering. It makes them feel better. It makes them feel elite and elevated to be listening to you. And when they do the right thing, they feel the satisfaction of doing the right thing. And that is the correct way of doing discipline with these children. But when you ask questions like, what's wrong with you? So I have a kid that says, how should I know what's wrong with me? I don't know what's wrong with me. There's not much right with me. Yes, I heard a child say that. There's not much right with me. Nebuch, Hazit. For a child says, not much right with me? That poor kid. And it happens to me, there were a million and one right things about this kid. He was a fabulous kid. The number to call in is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. I'm talking about parenting by direction, not correction. That is the name of my program. Parenting with by direction, not correction. We can, by directing our children in our own way, through our own models, we can teach our children without having to constantly 
correct them. Because if they see what we do, and we involve them in what we do, and they know that that's the standard, even if they deviate a little bit, they know what the right thing to do is, and they will follow it. If they feel that they are, are part of you, and if they feel that they are important in your life. Now, this is sometimes extremely challenging. And kids will take this to... But when we give in to so many things with children, and we allow them to do so many things, it's in essence, we might be... We might be falling into a hypocrisy because when we tell our kids don't do this because it's not good for you and it's asur or it's haram and it's wrong and I don't want you to do it because it's not good for you and then they say but we want to we want to we want to we want to we say okay so you could do it so are we going back on our statement that it's not good for you? Are we like being Joser on that? Are we now saying, oh, we changed our mind, it is? Or how does that work? How does that work? How do we, how do we give in to things that kids want without making them feel like, until now I told you you're Amashem and you are from Jew and you have to keep Torah mitzvahs. And now I'm telling you, ah, whatever. So the kid says, I guess, I guess my status changed because they don't bother me about things anymore. But that's baffling because that's the wrong thing to do. If you, you tell a child who's playing with a gun, I know it's cute, I know it's shiny, I know it's fun, but you can't play with it. But I want to. I want to. I want to. You can't play with it. Sorry, Tootsie Pop. You can't play with it. It's a gun. I know, but it's funny. I want to play cops and robbers. Yes, but not with a loaded gun. Pick up two sticks, tie them together. Pow, pow. We're in, the, we're in business. Not a real gun. Kid that's, that, that, that wants to go do something, I swear. He wants to eat a trafe hot dog. So I want to see what it tastes like. Guess what, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen? I want to know what Trafe Hot Dog tastes like, too. Yes, some cocoin. I do. I want to know. But guess what? I'm going to die never knowing. And that's great. Because I have something that I want to do and I'm not doing because I love Hashem. And that's what kids need to hear. From the earliest stages, it's okay to do something because you love Hashem. It's okay to sacrifice something because you love Hashem. And because more than that, Hashem loves you. And if we incorporate Hashem into our everyday lives with our children, and we have Hashem playing in the background all the time in our conversations with our kids, with our husbands and wives, with our families, that Hashem will be present in this child's life. You will feel the Shekhinah. That's the way it goes. I 
be thrilled if someone wants to call interrupt me. I could talk for like four days and a month, but because <laughs> I have no problems talking. But I'd love to hear what someone else has to say. Studio number is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Call in at any time and don't feel free. And feel free to interrupt this uh, dialogue with myself, right? Yes, me. I, I can't answer myself, can I? No, you can't. Okay, so I won't. Um, everybody has a different parenting style. But there's one component that has to be part of parenting, that must be part of parenting. And it doesn't matter how it's shown. It doesn't matter how it's given. Okay? But love is the most important component of parenting. Now, let's not confuse love with giving in. No. To quote, uh, what's her name, that lady? Uh, uh, what's love got to do with it, right? Wow. The lady was Mechaber Apusik that's got... She gets scar every time some, some, some rabbi uses her pasuk. But uh, all right, whatever. That's the pasuk sentence. What's love got to do with it? Okay. We discipline our children. Not disciplining them is not love. I had a group of kids that I was sitting and talking to. And one kid was complaining that his parents text him and text him and text him. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? And there was a kid on the side, and you could tell that he was listening, but he was like kind of like interested. And he was sitting there, and he was saying, you know, my parents, if I'm out at night, they lock the door and they go to sleep. They don't really think about whether I'm coming in or not. They've given up. And I was, I was floored. I was floored that a, a kid really feels so unwanted that at the end of the day they don't wait up for him. He actually said the neighbor doesn't go to sleep until he calls in his dog. But my parents go to sleep before they call me in. So I said, yeah, but if they whistle two times, <laughs> do you, would you come running? Uh, but uh, <laughs> the dog comes running for Alpo because Will you come running for Alpo? I don't know. I don't think so. Call the number 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. But that's okay. Because there are no kids around. And frankly speaking, I like it better when kids call. I want to talk about $10 a month. $10 a month. You don't understand. You don't understand the difficulties and the amount of energy and the amount of time that Nisim Lazari puts into the station, how much it takes away from his own business, how much it takes away from his home life, and how much it takes away from his gizun. And the fact is, supporting this station is a very inhibitive thing. It's very difficult. And he keeps it alive on every level. He puts his life in danger. People are opposed to this station. Who? I don't know. People are opposed. People take us off. And he does all this. 
And we all appreciate it. I walk around with a station on my app, on my phone, all day in my ear. I learned so much from the shooting. We meet, We need to just call in to the station. It's 718-635-858. Give your credit card number for $10 a month. And and, and it'll just come off like, 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 like an internet bill or like one of these software bills. It's just pull it off. You won't even notice it. It's $120 a year. I can guarantee you those who drink Starbucks coffee spend more money on their Starbucks coffee. In a week. But don't talk about it. Do it. Call the station or text the station. We'll call you. We'll give you the courtesy of a call. We'll take down your credit card number and our our track record is impeccable. We don't compromise anybody's numbers and we will never use it in any other way other than this way. Nobody's going to go booking flights to Bermuda with your credit card. Don't worry. That actually happened to me, but that's okay. Someone actually took one of my credit cards and, and booked two flights to Israel a long time ago. And I was like, oh, hello. It was, but uh, it was a mistake, as they say. But guess what? You could be kind of so much. You can get so much schar if you just make this one call. $10 a month. I mean, listen, hey, buddies, you want to do more? More game. Don't tell me. I really wanted to give $100 a month, but uh, bummer. You only asked for 10 so I'm going to give 10 Now, we will very, very happily expand our campaign to $18 a month or $26 a month or $52 a month, or $118 a month. We would be very willing to do such things. Anyways. But you know who's going to do this? You know who's going to get this done? The kids. Again, the kids. The kids are the heart of this nation. The kids are the best. You go up the mountains, you see them in camp. Art sings like Julie Andrews. Oops. Does anybody know who Julie Andrews is? Whatever. She sings good. Anyways, she's like 100 years old. Don't worry. She ain't got nothing modern out there at all. She's from like the year when they were still in riding motor cars. Uh, Model T Fords. But you know what? The, 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 fa the fact is, the fact is that, that it, it's, it's, The fact is that it's if, if we have to we we have to we have to utilize everything that we have and take all of our cohorts and put them to work to serve Hashem and to do the right thing and put all of our omits all of our strength into serving Hashem and not get upset if we have a fall, not get upset if we go down and and build ourselves up. And when you talk about $10 a month, this is a great way of building yourself up. This is a great way of building yourself up. If you know 
they are contributing ten dollars a month to Jeru, then you could dive into Hashem and say, "Listen, Hashem, I am supporting the only twenty-four-six Torah station in the world, and that I know of, and that's tremendous leverage. That's tremendous leverage." But the kids get things done. So kids, it's a contest. Parents, tell your kids. All they have to do is get a cell phone number of someone that they know that agrees to let them give it in to us. And we'll call that person and we'll solicit them the donation for for the, the, the for, for J Root Radio. But all you have to do is give us your cell phone number. And when you give us the cell phone number, you make sure you put your name on the bottom so we know who you are because we're going to make a drawing. The person who brings in the most is going to be able to host the show with me. Yippee. Um, and if if he's good or she's good, if he, no, it's a, he's going to be he. If he's good, then you know what? I mean, you never know. It may end up into a regular gig. Uh, a gig is a, a job. Um, you, you never know. You really, you really never know. Um, but the bottom line is, the bottom line is that get people to commit. Tell them ten dollars a month. It's like nothing. Thirteen dollars to go over the George Washington Bridge. It's ten bucks short of a George Washington Bridge trip. The Haylock. Come on. I want to see money pouring in so Nisim can relax and take care of his family and take care of the station and do what he has to do. I really want to see that. Anyways, so the summer is over and we have Parshat and Ayakev. The summer Parshiot are like unbelievable. They're so chock full of so much good stuff. And Sometimes like, I, I, I wish that we lane them during the year because there's so many good things about them that, that it, 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 they're just... Because really, it's the sikum, it's the summarization or summarizing of everything that's happened. So you go through stuff and you start reading the history and say, like, yikes. That was like a little... Jews were, like, frisky. They're little troublemakers over there. But uh, we have Ekev. And Ekev talks about Ekev Tishvot the Mishpatim Ha'ela the Shmartem Vasitam Otam If you listen to the Torah and Mitzvot and Ekev is the small ones the teeny ones the ones that people don't pay attention to the ones that people say ah, not such a big deal and you embrace those, buddy, you're in with the flame. That is awesome. Because if you embrace those, then you're showing, you're, 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 you're going, and you're showing how essential and how important the Torah is to you. And that goes for adults. It goes for all of us. We have a tendency of letting things go we all do and i think that comes from the fact that we're anxious and we're uptight most of the time 
And I think that if we would be more rested and less uptight, then we would probably be able to accomplish so much more in life. And our relationships would be that much better. And I always say, like, what could be so important to be done, like at night, that compromises the the compromises your faculties that are going to cause you to be so tired tomorrow and, and, and out of whack. And then you know what? When 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 you're when you get into a disagreement with your spouse and it's about like nothing, but you're freaking out because you're a grouch. You know it's because you didn't sleep the night before. What a waste. What a total, total waste. It's a total waste. Because if you'd be more rested, if we'd all be more rested, we'd all get along much more, much better. So maybe we should put the Arabs in Gaza to sleep for a while. So maybe they won't be so grouchy. Bad joke. Uh, one of these things about this, this war in Gaza... It really brings things home for a lot of people, and especially for kids, to watch a lot of these images. I totally disagree with it. I totally disagree with the fact that kids should be watching this. It, 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 there's no reason why kids have to know. Kids need to be protected, but the kids' heads need to be, need to, need to be kept clean. And... The fact is that if, if 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 we let our kids see these brutalities, everything that we see affects us, especially with children, and desensitizes us and makes us less less caring. And that's essentially what happens. So we have to be very careful not to watch a lot of these videos that escape from the Arab land. Of the atrocities that they're doing. It's a horrible thing. It's a horrible thing. So it's a it's 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 a very terrible, sad, sad thing. And our esteemed El Presidente seems to be doing nothing. Oh, he's eating healthy food with Michelle. Good for you. He says, uh, we're very seriously concerned. Is that all you can say? That's like saying, uh, like, God forbid, nuclear bombs coming in. Wow, that light is too bright. Get me my glasses. Hello? Are you, like, dumb or dumber? Probably both. Because the fact is, like, it's like, it's like, it's, it's just, it's just too, it's too crazy. But anyways, this is this is uh, uh, this is this is one of those things that that this is one of those things that we have to like really really teach our kids, and that is it's a miracle that we have a president like we have in the White House. It's a miracle that we have a ding-dong, dimwit, 
Obama had in the White House. Because this way, Hashem shows us clearly, 100%, unequivocally, that he's in charge. That it can't be that, that when Hashem saves the Jews and when Mashiach comes and we win the war and Arabs go home crying to their mommies, if there are any mommies left, uh, if they go home, they go home and ah! can't say it's because America saved them. No, sorry, America, you didn't do squat. Can't say it was because of France. No, France, you did less than squat. England, well, who cares about England? Even if you would do something, it would probably be done wrong. And what countries? The, the European countries? Well, Belgium, Sweden, Norway, their population is mostly Arab. Do you know in three years, the population of Belgium is going to be, the majority is going to be Arab? That's really funny. So what are they going to name it? The United Arab Belgiumites? I don't know what. That's crazy. Belgium, European country. Yes, but the, what was it? the, the king's name was uh, Ferdinand, whatever. Frankending. I don't know. Some guy. Who had a very, very odd name. But, well, who cares? He had like all the money in the world. He's king of Belgium. but So nobody really made fun of his name, I'm sure. If they did, he'd say, I'm the king. Goodbye. But the fact is, he did have a funny name. But he's now king of an Arab country. And he's a regular old, or young, or whatever, white boy. And when I say white boy, I mean Belgium white boy. Like Belgium white chocolate. Hello? Hashem is showing us. Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and relax and watch my sense of humor. Watch how I take the world and spin them around and get people chasing their tails, chasing other people's tails, and chasing their heads. The world is upside down. Everybody's focused on the Jews. Boom, plane disappears over Ukraine. Sorry, I feel terrible for the passengers of that plane that were blown out of the air. But hey, it took the focus off of Israel for at least five minutes small price to pay. The fact is that we need to tell our children that we are on Mivchar and this is a time of war and what we need to be doing is we need to be learning more and more Torah. We need to be doing more and more mitzvot. We need to be keeping the ways of Hashem more and more. And by doing that, we can bring the Mashiach and we can end all this insanity. And when the Mashiach does come, everybody is going to recognize that Hashem is in charge. Everybody. I was walking down the street and a non-Jewish woman, and you ask me how I know she's non-Jewish? Well, because she was dark-skinned. And she was, she, she, she was a black woman. And she said, Sir, the God of Abraham the God of the Jews is going to save the world. I looked at her and I said, like, huh? She goes, yes, he is. He's going to save the world because you came first and he gave you the land of Israel and the land of Israel is yours. She starts quoting the Chumash in English. I was like, whoa. The lady knows her Chumash. 
start teaching her Rashi, she'd have a little problem. But the fact is, the non-Jews are recognizing it. They're recognizing it. They're recognizing it. And the world is recognizing it with, with the terrible things that are happening. And the question is, how Hashem is going to be able to, to bring, bring this all around? This is stuff you could talk to your kids about. Yes, this is stuff you could talk to your kids about and talk about in front of your kids. Because the fact is that kids need to know this. And Mashiach coming is going to be a joyous, fabulous, wonderful thing. It's going to be beautiful. And everybody's going to be recognizing that Shem is great and Jews are going to be on top and and the other nations will be around and they'll be very happy and we'll be very happy and it'll be a, a happily ever after story. So there's really nothing to be afraid of. But what will be eliminated is all the hate. All the hate will be gone. And all the people, the clock of Aisav, it's trying to, trying to manipulate and, and humiliate, that'll be gone. Anyways, so it's nearing the end of the hour and there were no calls, but I'm not insulted because I know that everybody's busy and especially kids, they're at night activity. I don't expect the kids to separate from night activities and make a call. I don't expect the kids to be listening in uh in uh, camp, because frankly speaking, there ain't no reception in camp, and you can't listen on an iPhone because you're not allowed to have an iPhone. So, and there weren't any adult calls because they're probably all busy or they have nothing to say, which is also good. But guess what, boys and girls? I could talk for two days, three hours, and six minutes. That's only to stop to go to the bathroom and to have a glass of water. I can continue for another two days, six hours, and a couple minutes. Because uh, I have to go get a drink of water again. So that's, that's that. We're going to be wrapping it up. And I wanted to reiterate my discovery. If you have a child who's suffering from symptoms of ADHD, hyperactivity, lack of focus, learning problems, social problems, and you're going to evaluate your child for ADHD, my recommendation is before you do that, call my office at 718-336-8000, extension 1, and I'll tell you about the way we evaluate kids for sleep apnea. We're the only ones that do it. And when we do evaluate kids for sleep apnea, we give you a profile, and the profile, the profile allows pediatricians to treat the child, and once the child's treated for sleep apnea, most of the symptoms go away. And the kids stop being hyperactive, the kids stop being frustrated. I once had a kid that I accepted into my school and he had a reputation of being a terribly, terribly, terribly rude and un, un, uncontrollable child. 
And they were all, and, 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 and this child was accepted because he was a sweet kid and because he was a favorite to his father. And I observed the kid in class for like a half hour and I, I walked out and I said, I could swear that this kid is not hearing. I asked the parents, did you have the hearing check? This and that. She says, well, we had the eyes checked, but we didn't get a chance to do the hearing because he was too fidgety, blah, 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 blah. Well, sure enough, we gave him a test and he had sleep apnea. And he had some hearing loss. And that hearing loss was causing him to act the way he was acting. He was frustrated. Imagine you, word, if you only got every third word, life would be a scrambled egg. Anyways, this is Dr. Simhakon. It's 9 o'clock. It's time to say goodbye, even though I started late. I wish you all well, and it's Wednesday night signing off. We will see you. We'll speak to you next Wednesday, or maybe before. Maybe before.